Bladder Diaries, the podcast your bladder wants you to listen to. Tune in to a conversation between a urologist and a former patient about UTI, IC, PBS, and the role your whole body and mind play in maintaining a healthy bladder. Hi, this is Dr. O, and I'm here with Anastasia, and today we're going to be talking about what causes UTIs. So we're going to be coming from two perspectives. I'm a urologist and I've treated lots of patients who had recurrent UTIs and Anastasia has had recurrent UTIs and has healed herself from this. So we're going to try and meet somewhere in the middle and really figure out what the causes are for our UTIs. But stay tuned for the very end because we're going to go over a few actionable items you can get from this podcast that really will help you when you go to your doctor's office and talk to them about UTIs. Right, and a spoiler alert, uh, urinary tract infections are not caused by sex or bad hygiene. Neither we think that you have to be worried about any bacteria in specific. So stay tuned. We're gonna give you some great um, framework for understanding what causes your urinary tract infections. Uh, so let's jump to the first question. Um, let's imagine, um, I actually don't have to imagine that, but I have recurrent UTIs. I used to have recurrent UTIs and I go to a urologist office. Um, so now that I am in your office, where do you start analyzing my case? Okay. So when someone comes into my office with recurrent UTIs, we have to ask ourselves, what does that mean? Obviously, before we ask what causes UTIs, what are UTIs? So when someone comes in, it's typically with some symptoms that can be burning when they urinate, sometimes blood in the urine, going to the bathroom frequently, um, having even urine accidents. So those are the things we think of when we think of UTI. Um, they're very specific to the bladder and they typically start suddenly and hopefully end, but it's a sudden, uh, sudden thing. It's not something that's been going on um, without end. So that's typically what happens uh, with the UTI. The other thing um, that's important uh, is knowing if this is the first UTI or if this has been something that's been going on for a long time. UTIs are very, very common. Um, up to half of women are going to have UTIs at least once in their lifetime and a good portion of them will have them recurrently. Recurrent UTIs are UTIs that happen um, up, to three up to four times um, per year or three times um, in the last six months. So when it gets to that point that you are seeing a urologist and you have had these UTIs coming um, frequently, then you probably know what um, the usual symptoms are and what your symptoms have been. So when I see a patient coming in with UTIs, I always ask about how often they've had the UTIs and what their symptoms are to make sure they are the typical symptoms and there's not any red flags that um, would really get me concerned. The next thing is really just going over a quick history um, with the person. Obviously, other medical conditions can affect why you get UTIs. So one thing that's a common thing is um, having diabetes. Someone who has um, high blood sugars is more at risk for getting UTIs just because they have a, a um, 
immunocompromised system. Their system isn't um, as hardy and can uh, fight infections as well. And then also people who have other conditions, um, whether they're immunocompromised, whether they have um, neurologic conditions or any other, um, or other medications, those can also affect um, why they get UTI. So that's always important to ask about. The other thing um, is making sure that um, we do a quick physical examination, making sure that there's nothing obvious that um, needs to be checked out. And then um, the thing that everyone will get is a urine study. So a urinalysis and urine culture. And that's the study that looks under the microscope to see if there's bacteria and what those bacteria are. Right, so to summarize, uh, you first look at whether the patient actually has a urinary tract infection by analyzing the symptoms that they're complaining about. And um, because a lot of conditions could be mistaken for a urinary tract infection. And then you are analyzing their uh, health holistically to understand if there's something wrong going on on the background that could be contributing to them not being able to fight off an infection and kind of prevented from happening. Um, and if we go a little bit more into this whole holistic picture, uh, when in 2019 I sneaked into a urology association conference, I was listening to a specific subsection about UTIs and they were introducing new guidelines uh, that were suggesting um, urologists to start evaluating vaginal health as a part of this uh, workup. So whenever a patient shows up to a urologist with recurrent urinary tract infection, ask them about their vaginal health. Is that something that you have been taught at, uh, at a school when you were studying medicine? And is that something that um, women should be expecting their urologist to do uh, during a visit? Yeah, so that's a great point. And I feel like you almost answered that question because that was just in 2019 that that came up. So one thing um, that happens in medicine and urology um, is not immune to this is that things oftentimes get segregated. So there's a gynecologist that looks at your vaginal health and there's the urologist who looks at your recurrent UTIs. But obviously in one body, these things are very close together and you obviously have to take them into account. So Yes, um, the AUA, the Urology Association, came out with guidelines that ask urologists to ask about vaginal health because vaginal health affects urine, urine health and urine tract infections. We know that there are certain times in a woman's life, um, you know, after menopause, um, after having a baby, that their estrogen levels, the um, female hormone levels, get low. And that's a time when they're at higher risk for getting urinary tract infections. If a woman is on any medication, so um, hormone replacement therapy, if they have um, oral contraceptive pills, all of these medications that are hormonal can affect not only their vaginal health, but their urine, urinary health. So it's vital that when you, if you have re recurrent UTIs, that you have some awareness of how your uh, your hormone health is. And to be honest, it's not just hor um, vaginal health, it's all of your hormones. So that can be um, thyroid health and other things as well that should be taken into consideration. But definitely, um, it's very important that as urologists, we're looking at the woman's vaginal health and vaginal history when we're thinking about her UTIs. Right. Uh, and do you guys have equipment in your offices or to be able to evaluate women's pelvic health, vaginal health, uh, 
is that something a patient should request during a visit? Right, another great question. So again, with the segregation of medicine, you, can't, you think of pelvic health, um, the pap smear and all of those tests is something in the domain of the gynecologist, and they definitely are. But if those things affect um, the urinary health, then how are urologists prepared to deal with that? And the unfortunate, the truth is that urologists don't do pap smears. They don't necessarily, you know, check vaginal swabs really at all. We do check um, the urine studies, but there it we there might not be so much emphasis on the vaginal um, health, the vaginal examination when you go see a urologist. There are a subgroup of urologists called urogynecologists who actually either are gynecologists or urologists, and then they do extra training to focus on specifically pelvic, female pelvic health. So recurrent urinary tract infections, urinary um, prolapse, um, those um, conditions that um, primarily affect um, women's pelvic health. And those women, I mean, those um, urogynecologists are well equipped to do both. But if you're seeing a urologist, it's very important that you ask for uh, a pelvic examination. The reason being is that when you've had recurrent urinary tract infections, there can be some local source, whether it's low estrogen, prior surgery, um, abnormalities in the anatomy that should be looked at to make sure that that's not the cause of your UTIs. If that's found, then that can be a, a quick and uh, very focused way to treat the urinary tract infections. And if there's something that the urologist can't deal with, then that person can send you up to the gynecologist. But that, that examination is key to making sure that, um, that there's nothing going on. The one thing that I think is an actionable point is that oftentimes when you're in a quick visit with your urologist, um, especially if it's someone of the opposite sex, there can be a little bit of a barrier to doing the pelvic examination. There needs to be a chaperone. Again, in the society we live in, there is a concern with litigation that we just should be aware of. And so if your doctor doesn't have a chaperone that's of your same sex, then they will shy away from doing an examination. So if you feel like you're not getting that examination, ask for that chaperone, ask for the examination so you get your full care. Right, and uh, since I'm not a native English speaker, chaperone oh, literally sorry. means a person of the same sex as you are who works at the same location as your urologist. So it could be uh, anybody from medical assistant to even a uh, person at the front desk, right? Yeah, exactly. That person just needs to be in there. And that's, again, for litigation reasons, just in case there was any question of what happened during that pelvic examination, sadly. <laughs> right. Um, and since you mentioned uh, urin urinary gynecologists, right, uh, OBGYN slash gynecology profession as as a, as a specialty that um, some of us can turn to, I wanted to remind folks that at our, on our blog, stoputiforever.com, we actually have a list of um, urogynecologists in your area that you can use to find them because they're still a rare breed, um, but could be super useful in, in your investigation of why you have recurrent urinary tract infections. 
Okay, uh, so now that we discussed briefly the importance of vaginal health and pelvic exam, uh, let's look what else is next to your vaginal opening. And surprisingly, besides urethra, you also have your anus that is right next to all those wonderful things. And as far as I understand, uh, everything's connected in our body. So what is the role of our GI tract in its opening through the anus in our uh, overall health and specific to recurrent UTIs especially? Mm -hmm. So like you said, all of those openings are in the same location and what's next to one another affects one another. So um, as you mentioned, the, the vagina is right next to the anus. I'm sorry, the vagina is right next to the urethra. So um, and the anus. And as well. <laughs> so any um, hormonal changes, but any bacterial changes that affect the vagina can also affect the urethra just because it's so close. Same thing for the GI tract. The anus um, is right there and there are bacteria within the, um, the anus and the rectum that can affect the, ur the urine. So we know that the most common cause, the, the most common bacterial cause for UTIs is something called E. coli, which is a bacteria that is most commonly found in the anus. So for decades and even longer, urologists have known that if there is um, movement of this bacteria into the urethra, that's a likely cause for infections in the urinary system. So we know that people who have more common infections in the bowel who have more um, infective bacteria in that uh, in their bowel. So if they have E. coli that are very aggressive and cause infections, they're more likely to get urinary tract infections. So because we know that, we also know that people who have um, problems with their diet, so if they're constipated, if they have diarrhea, all of those things can also affect their likelihood of getting urinary tract infections, not only because of the bacteria, but also the proximity, if there's um, large amounts of stool that are pressing on the bladder that can cause um, irritation, can cause um, blockage of the bladder so you're not emptying um, the bladder well, you know, how much you're um, drinking, all of those things can um, affect the bladder as well because if you're very constipated um, from not drinking fluids and that can cause uh, um, problems within the, the urine system as well. To summarize, everybody has E. coli bacteria in their rectum. Whether you're male or female, you will have E. coli bacteria constantly present in your rectum or your perineal perianal area at all times. It does not matter how often you wash yourself, how good is your hygiene. However, some folks will have a more aggressive version of these bacteria because of diet, because of hormonal status, because of other changes in their microbiome. And this more aggressive version of this bacteria, it's still the same bacteria, mind it, uh, can have a better um, potential to cause urinary tract infections. And actually a healthy vaginal microbiome and a healthy bladder microbiome are the factors that can play a role in stopping uh, these bacteria in their tracts and uh, uh, preventing recurrent urinary tract infections. So it's not just we, we are looking at a bladder health when we're looking at recurrent UTIs, but we're looking at your vaginal health and your GI tract health all together. So maybe, Ori, you can talk a little bit more about the interplay of bacteria and microbiome, and that's a new word, by the way, <laughs> in this podcast, um, in each of those verticals. Sure. 
Great point. So I think what should be gotten from all of what we're talking about is how there's so much interplay between all parts of our bodies. So one obvious part is the microbiome. So the microbiome essentially is all of the bacteria that lives within our body. Studies show that we are more bacteria than we are human. So there's lots of bacteria in our body and that is normal, that's healthy, that's how we survive. So science really has just learned about this more recently and we know a bit about the, the GI microbiome, the gastrointestinal microbiome, because that's where most of the studies have been done. But even just more recently, we've learned that even the urinary tract, which we often thought was sterile, so without bacteria, actually has um, bacteria, and that's normal and healthy, and what, like you said, can prevent bad, aggressive bacteria from causing infections. And we didn't really go into great detail about this, but um, how what you eat, um, your other medical conditions affect your microbiome. So whether it's in the bladder, whether it's in the GI tract, whether it's in the vagina, what you eat, your stress levels, all of those things will affect the microbiome. So those things will affect your likelihood of getting UTIs. Again, just because the bladder that a vagina and the anus are so close together, they also have a proximity in terms of their microbiome in addition to your um, overall health. And like I mentioned before, most of the UTIs are caused by um, E. coli bacteria, which is very common in the, in the anus. But um, if you don't have those, um, when I say aggressive bacteria, so the aggressive E. coli, those are E. coli that have essentially mutated into from kind of the happy, kindly E. coli that give us vitamin K to E. coli that causes infections. They change um, how they work, they change um, how, if they are affected by um, antibiotics and become these superbugs that can't be killed by antibiotics. And so when we do things to um, our bodies through diet or whatever else, that uh, or getting lots of antibiotics, when we do those things to our bodies, then the E. coli change and become these, um, these infectious type of E. coli. So it's critical that we're thinking about, you know, diet, our hormones, all of these different things when we think about our UTI, because it's not bacteria from one, from one area is going to get to the other place just because they're so close. It's what kind of bacteria get to the other place. So if it's healthy, kind E. coli, we probably won't have a problem, but if it's the aggressive kind of E. coli, then that's when we get those recurring UTIs. Right, and whether we have an aggressive or a friendly type of bacteria, um, this is often decided by our diet and other things that uh, we, you know, either eat or drink or other changes in our body. So to kind of give you a framework of how to think about your recurrent UTIs and how to analyze what are the true causes of urinary tract infections. In your case, think about those three pillars. First, your GI tract. What are you eating? What's your diet? Are you constipated often? Do you have diarrhea? What else is going on that is out of normal? And honestly, just you know, how many of those fruits and vegetables and green leafy salads are you consuming? These are all super important questions to answer. Um, this will dictate what kind of flora you have in your GI. Then think about your vaginal health. Do you have yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis? Do you have recurrent STDs? Is there something else going on that out of normal? Uh, are you stressed a lot? Because believe it or not, this also will affect 
how many healthy bacteria present in each of these microbiomes. And thirdly, think about your bladder microbiome. Is there anything, oh, by the way, before I forgot, the, when, it, when we talk about vaginal microbiome, it's also important to think, are there any foreign bodies that uh, are present in your vagina, such as IUDs, you know? Or for example, do you use um, anything that could alter this vaginal microbiome? For example, certain type of condoms with spermicide that is known to affect healthy flora. And then we go to our third pillar, uh, which is actually the bladder health. Um, and it's last on our list because <laughs> quite frankly, it's normally affected by those two factors tremendously. So when it comes to bladder health, it's normally like a last uh, point of defense. Uh, bladder microbiome is, uh, we, we know now that bladder is not sterile. There are plenty of different type of bacteria in your bladder at all times. And whatever you drink and eating affects bladder microbiome as well. So again, drink, drinking a lot of uh, uh, sugary drinks, not so great. Eating a lot of berries, perfect. And um, looking at your uh, bladder microbiome is also important when we talk about inflammation and repairing the bladder after your recurrent uh, urinary tract infections and getting back on healthy track. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, we're going to discuss in more details each of these organs <laughs> and each of these systems to kind of give you a better understanding um, of what could be affecting, uh, uh, what could be ma making you, pr you prone to urinary tract infections. At this point, we're gonna uh, finish here and we're going to give you a couple actionable advices of how to make your uh, visit to a urologist more productive. So things that we thought about are? So first of all, knowing that your time is limited and making sure that you have ideas of um, what's causing your, um, your urinary tract infections. You should have thought about these things. Do you have you know, problems with, your, with constipation? Do you have problems with um, vaginal health? and bring that information to your doctor. So coming up with good ideas of, to, of why you're having the UTIs. The next thing is making sure that your doctor is doing the full examination that you need. So if you need that chaperone, that female um, supervisor of, that's there, so you get that pelvic examination, especially if you've had, like, an, like you said, an IUD or if you've had surgical intervention in the past, then you want to have that pelvic examination done to make sure that um, that's treated. And then the, the last thing um, that I would say is just making sure that you get um, a, full, um, a full note. So it's something called a soap note. You can get a full note from your doctor about what happened during your visit. And that's such an empowering move so that you can bring that to other doctors if you ever need a second opinion or back to your um, primary doctor if, um, if you're not getting a good communication between the, the different doctors. So doing those three things can really help you get the most out of your appointment with your doctor for recurrent UTIs. And I have a, a clarification and a one more thing. <laughs> My clarification would be that soap note, also sometimes called visit notes, and uh, soap uh, stands for, what is it? Sending? Uh, subjective Objective Assessment Plan. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. that. It's not important. <laughs> the acronym is, acronym is SOAP, like the one they're using to wash your hands, basically. <laughs> SOAP. Um, so if, when you mention this, you'll get a lot of respect in the medical office, trust me. <laughs> but uh, you can ask the, for these notes right after your uh, 
meeting with your gynecologist or urologist. However, it's not always ready right away. So keep in mind that this is your patient right to get these notes on hand. And it's really crucial because you will also compare what exactly urologist written in that note to your own experience during that visit. And so it's, it's really empowering and important. If it's not ready at the moment when you're exiting the office, tell them that you need it once it's ready, leave them uh, your mail, mail address because they cannot email it by law. They will have to mail the printed version and make sure they have your current address on file and they will do that. If they forgot to do it, call them and request it again. It's not that difficult, but it is really important move on your part. And we actually, I'm sure we're gonna have another episode covering what, what are the important parts to look at when analyzing your own visit note. And another thing that I wanted to mention is a bladder diary. <laughs> you know, uh, when you have recurrent urinary tract infections, especially during your acute episodes, uh, since symptomatic could be so different for different people, I, I think it's crucial for you to start taking note what exactly triggers your episodes? For example, you had yeast infections and then you had a UTI. Aha, uh -huh, something to note and tell your doctor, as Ori mentioned earlier. Or let's say uh, you notice that you get this weird pain and throbbing in your urethra after you eat tomatoes. And you're not sure if it's UTI, it seems like UTI symptoms. Maybe you even have positive cultures. Still not a very clear sign, but keep an eye on your diet. Keep an eye on the time of day when you get your symptoms. Uh, keep an eye on if, you, if a physical position of you sitting, laying down, or you know, squatting affects any kind of painful syndromes in your pelvic floor. I think it would be really important for you to mention all these things and bring, it, bring this information to your doctor so you are you know, like uh, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. <laughs> you are together in this and you're not just putting the whole uh, you know, brunt of medical discovery on your physician. Are you ready for it? And you make it those 15 minutes productive. <laughs> so that's all we have for today. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon and uh, check, subscribe, and I guess review. <laughs>